Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Hey, Lulu here. Whether we are romping through science, music, politics, technology, or feelings, we seek to leave you seeing the world anew. Radiolab adventures right on the edge of what we think we know. Wherever you get podcasts. I'm John Schaefer, and you're listening to the Artist Propulsion Lab, WQXR's incubator for emerging and mid-career classical musicians and composers. Every other Thursday for the next few months, one artist from the APL will explore a topic important to them. This episode of the Artist Propulsion Lab comes to us from baritone Justin Austin. The summer of 2021 was a busy time for Justin. He was spending his days upstate at Bard Summerscape, where he sang the role of Mordred in Le Roi Artus, which was the King Arthur opera by Ernest Chanson. Then by night, he'd head back down to New York City to record vocals for Ye, the artist formerly known as Kanye West who was working on his album Donda at the time, and it was through his work on that record that Justin met our guest today, the music producer and audio engineer Josh Berg. Josh has worked with rappers like Earl Sweatshirt and the late Mac Miller, and bands like Bon Iver. And although they come from very different musical backgrounds, Justin and Josh hit it off in the studio and have stayed close since. In this episode of the Artist Propulsion Lab, Justin and Josh discuss their work with Ye, musical genres and cross-pollination, authenticity, and more. By the way, this conversation was recorded in May, during which time Justin Austin was in the cast of Brett Dean's opera Hamlet at the Met. He mentions it at one point. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Justin Austin for the Artist Propulsion Lab for WQXR, and I'm here with renowned music producer, engineer, collaborator, and someone I am privileged to call my friend, Mr. Josh Berg. How you doing, Josh? Very good, thank you. Absolutely. I learned so much from working with you and picking your brain and even the kinds of questions you would ask me and and hearing you work with the other collaborators in the studio, it was fascinating because it, it was, it was slightly a different world for me, but we were able to really dig into some, what Ye would call primitive music uh, and Gothic chords. And it's what I would refer to as classical music. So, when we started working together, we recorded a bunch of different songs, uh, but one of the ones that actually made it to the Donda album was God Breathed. And I want to talk a little bit about it because I feel like Ye really put the classical vocals on display uh, the, the last few minutes or so. 
are just straight choral sounds, you know, classical voice of, of me in like 12 part harmony. <laughs> How did that come to be? Oh, it's always it's always coming from him. You know, he he's the source, and hmm. and he would tell you that God's the source. And the reason that I think it was so special and that it spoke to you so cleanly was that it was classical choir at the time. And one of one of the gifts that I had and have in, in my position is getting to see the transformation in the stages of of songs as they progress and at at the time that you were laying all this stuff down it was only you there for a stretch and it was we were meditating on these songs and these chords and that was it there wasn't anything else on the song for a long time and so it started somewhere else it got there and that's where it was kind of reborn into what it was i mean that song came out of thin air it was absolutely thin air just hand on on the on the table or or his chair and just singing this song and it went through so many transformations that it didn't really find a home until the choir once we landed there it was like now we're home and that was a large part of the album finding its home and it was a place that he was pushing to that or that he was drawn to you know that is what carries through so strongly and that's why it comes through so authentically and that's where the power comes from. So what is your musical background? Where did you start out musically? You know, rock and roll. Uh, I'm not formally trained. I just kind of picked up a guitar and uh, bass guitar because somebody else called drums and guitar in in a band that we were theoretically forming. And that kind of stuck. So just a couple of punk rock notes. I'm I'm really not much further than that (laughs) at, at any point in time. Eventually that moved into drum machines and turntables and things like that. And I fell in love with rap music as well. And when I really started working in music professionally, it was jazz. So it's always a a privilege to experience so many different types of uh, recordings and and musicianship. I wouldn't describe myself that much differently, to be honest with you, even though I am considered classically trained. But, you know, my first exposure was listening and picking up instruments and just doing things because I heard them and fell in love with the way things sounded, you know, especially opera, because I, you know, I didn't know what any anyone was saying or anything like that. I just knew that I liked the sounds and I knew that what it made me feel like. And um, I developed a relationship with it just organically via that. And um, when I went to music school, honestly, I I considered it a a language course. I was just learning what the proper, you know, vocabulary was for the things that I already had experience with so that I could like communicate with others. 
what are your thoughts about genre in general and does it have a place in your musical opinion what what are your thoughts about that you know breaking down the conventions of it well well we like to organize and and you know or maybe i just like to organize but it it helps to have constructs but it's really all coming from the same notes the and 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 like the the music is inside us and we learn different languages uh and we speak different languages and we explore different styles and and we use our creativity to push and pull against these things but ultimately you know it's music and it connects to your heart and helps you feel things that we we don't have words for and all the beautiful things about music you know wow piggybacking off of that i feel that that's how styles and genres sort of happen is that, is that they we have certain rules you know for this style or this genre or whatever and then someone will break those rules and then all of a sudden we have a new style but it all comes from from somewhere are we going to reach a point where these defining kind of characteristics even matter anymore like you were saying you know it's it's important to classify certain things uh and to organize certain things but do you do you feel that there is you know a place for to kind of blur blur those lines in in the the coming future of 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 music oh yeah and i i mean i think it's already happened and just the abundance of tools and the abundance of you know not only are exponentially more people making music but exponentially more people are listening to music and you know that's the the good and bad of streaming you know but i think th- that it will just continue to be explored and and scarborough fair is like uh, a melody that's just in my heart all the time hundreds of years old and if not older you know and and i think there's value in ideas that have stood the test of time there's also value in ideas that are of the moment if there's one thing that the digital age is doing is it's opening up the path for everyone's art giving everybody's got an eye because of their camera you know everybody has the ability to create music on their computer it it's a wonderful thing that's happening and the the you know everything sounds amazing you know it's just uh it's it's incredible i don't know where it'll go i i hear you we don't know and and i don't know if we we want to know the discovery is is the reward you know and I, when we when we when we talk about uh all these different um as styles one thing that comes up a lot is the sense of authenticity what does authenticity mean to you what what is what does that mean to you I, th- I think it just means less thinking and more feeling and the pure expression that's authenticity 
take any form and that's certainly the evolution of music is is that authenticity and the the voice that uh it creates and evolves and changes the language and changes the landscape and the way we think about things and the way we experience life yeah and i also uh, i would add to that honesty and being true you know sometimes i'll hear someone sing and they have so much to offer and they and as far as vocal quality uh, sometimes you know the agility and range and they have all of these aspects to their gift that are just like extraordinary but there's something about their delivery that feels artificial and then, then you have someone that has you know far less you know, uh, uh, attributes, I guess, to, to their voice, if you will, but something about their delivery that pierces your heart. It gives you an opportunity to, to be invested and to, to be a part of the, the music making, even in just, just listening, you know, because it's really a collaborative sport, if you will. We're not just performing for ourselves. We do have an audience there, and any you know any great performer will tell you that the energy from the audience is everything. Yeah, I would say that's something to think about. The and and that's what I meant by purity of expression. Of I, I don't think we know all the things about energy and what is being transferred. I mean, you look at uh, music; it's the various harmonics and such attached to the different frequencies, the way they modulate the frequencies. And I think there's an energy that's being transferred there as well. And you feel it and you know it when you feel it. Uh, you know, can we measure it? Can we look at it? I don't know. But I think that's what we recognize as authenticity. When was the last time you felt that? Oh, I mean, I've... Well, a good example is I just mixed an album for a guy called Sid out of India. And so here I'm listening to music and sometimes in a language I don't speak. And the purity of tone of that voice is piercing me. And it's going, it cuts straight through and it hits you in the heart. I hope that everyone has that experience. It speaks to your heart in a, in a language that you don't speak with your heart, perhaps. It's truly something to behold. I kind of take for granted that everybody feels like this about a lot of things, but if you're not having that experience, you could be to any to anyone out there listening. That's beautifully put. You know, I completely agree with you. I'm 
in the middle of a production at the Metropolitan Opera right now, and it's a new adaptation of Shakespeare's Hamlet by composer Brett Dean. And one thing that I have gleaned from working on the piece is that it really challenges me to go beyond what I thought I knew about music because I honestly came into the experience not knowing what to think. After receiving the score and learning my part, I just thought, you know, okay, this is going to be this going to be a strange gig, but uh we'll see where it goes and ended up going uh to really really beautiful places. There have been so many moments in rehearsals where I've listened to my colleagues sing and I can't help but cry because of what I am feeling. And it's not <laughs> traditional like beautiful tonality. I mean, it's literally atonal and it's literally sometimes it there there aren't any words being sung. Um and but I mean, the heart and soul that they put into this music is just absolutely incredible. That was definitely the last time for me. Has there ever been a time you came into the situation feeling like um, I'm not I'm not a big fan of this artist or this style, but you know it's a it's a job, and you know um, I'm going to find a way to get through it. And then you learn something along the way that really changed things for you for the better? Every single day. That was the thing I had the most absolutely backwards was originally when I contemplated work as an engineer, I thought I, I should work in post because I don't want to be confined by music. Uh, I want to explore all sound and I definitely, definitely, definitely don't want to have to hear the song that I don't like a bunch of times. And, you know, we all uh, like to feel artsy and like, you know, pop music, uh, this pop music, that, and, or this person's character makes me feel this way or whatever. And I had this misconception that I, I should be afraid to meet the people behind the music that I might not like their music as much and almost 10 out of 10 times it's been the opposite and experiencing people and their energy has only added to my understanding and joy for the music and th that's by far been the biggest surprise and, and one of the biggest gifts of working as an engineer thank you so much for, for sharing that. And I just, I just want to thank you, you know, from the bottom of my heart, you know, for being true to yourself, being authentic. And I hope, I hope we can find a way to, to do something like this again. I appreciate you very much as well. Not least of which for inviting me to operas, which I don't often get to experience the um, King Arthur production up at Bard. And that was just such a great experience in and of itself of like driving two hours up the Taconic to get to this little like Shakespearean village only to find a Frank Geary at the end of the road and experience really my first proper opera. And uh, I, I brought my daughter and everything. She made it through all three acts and uh, it was it was incredible. 
it's so funny you you mentioned the the King Arthur up at Bard that was also a very um special time musically for me because as we sort of like touched on before you know Ye had invited me to to come to Mexico to finish recording the album and I wasn't able to do that because I was singing King Arthur Le Roi Artus a chanson opera up at you know Bard Summerscape and we had this great idea to find a way to record remotely and find a find a studio in New York and do it that way and so we 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 had virtual sessions um and I was literally performing and rehearsing all day up at Bard and then spending my evenings driving down to the city to record uh for the Donda album and all while also preparing Charles Blow uh, for the opera Fire Shut Up in My Bones by Terrence Blanchard for the Metropolitan. And it was probably the, one of the most exciting musical times of my life between the worlds of, you know, Chausson, Blanchard, Yay. And it was kind of uh, miraculous how we were able to to pull that off especially towards the end of the sessions because it would be around, you know, midnight, you know, to one in the morning. And after a full day of, of rehearsing and then the two hour drive down there and Ye is asking for more, more opera sound, more opera sound. So like I'm, I'm shredding my voice <laughs> trying to get the right sound. Yeah. That, that time was, was truly incredible. I, Anyone involved in that project felt that way, so I'm glad that you got to experience it as well. Just the the absolute madness of just how far can you push yourself into making something excellent, and it was it, it was truly incredible, you know. And in traditional fashion, I think you you did the whole album in the style, and then it always gets edited and edited and edited and re-edited. I don't think you really get the the full scope of what you actually delivered, you know, uh, by by just listening to the album. But that's again one of my my privileges of working in music. Well, I appreciate you, man. So again, thank you for being my guest today. Thank you, Mr. Josh Berg. I'm Justin Austin for WQXR's Artist Propulsion Lab, and thank you for joining us. That was baritone Justin Austin in conversation with audio engineer and music producer Josh Berg. Next time on the Artist Propulsion Lab, a conversation between flutist and 2021 APL member Brandon Patrick George and Darren Walker, president of the Ford Foundation, from November of 2021. This episode was produced by Max Fine and edited by Matt Frassica. Our production team also includes Hanako Yamaguchi and Jade Jiang. I'm John Schaefer. Thanks for listening. <laughs>